Welcome to the Get Your Health Together podcast, your go-to source for optimizing your metabolism, hormones, and results, plus a little tough love along the way. I'm your host, Lexi Swearingen, a holistic online health and fitness coach for women who want to understand the why behind their transformation while also living in the moment. I'm here to bridge the gap between macros and mindful eating, and have helped hundreds of women achieve their physique goals while also prioritizing optimal health. Now it's your turn. It's time to get your health together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Get Your Health Together podcast. I am super, super pumped about today's episode because it's a topic that comes up with clients and followers all the time in conversation in a slew of different ways. Um, What we're going to be diving into is the idea of a sustainable plan or a flexible plan or a plan that works with your lifestyle. And I'm obviously talking about this pertaining to like a nutrition plan or fitness plan or, you know, whatever we're talking about when it comes to making changes with your health or your physique. Um, This has become such a kind of I don't even want to call it this, but a clickbaity topic on social media talking about sustainable plans versus restrictive plans. Um, And something that I've really noticed with it is that it's shifted clients' expectations of what really needs to happen to get results on your fitness journey. I think it's super important to talk about because we almost seem to have created this idea or belief that the process is going to be easy as kind of a marketing tactic, to be honest. Like, you know, all coaches, myself included, are like, hey, I'm going to teach you a way that is going to be sustainable. And like, it's going to be so great. You're going to be able to eat your favorite foods and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Um, But it has kind of, again, created this idea that it's going to be easy. And that simply is just not in alignment with reality. And then it can sometimes lead to a lot of frustration for the client or just confusion of like, wait, what the heck? I have to do all this work. (laughs) So today we're going to dive into what it really means to have a sustainable plan and how it compares to a more rigid plan. So let's jump right in with what does it really mean to have a sustainable plan? In my opinion, a sustainable plan is in reference to a sustainable method, a sustainable way of eating, a sustainable style of eating. What do I even mean by that? So I'm going to kind of give you guys some examples. So tracking macros is sustainable because all foods have macros or are just really made up of macros. You know, the composition of any food, whether it be a chocolate chip cookie, a piece of broccoli, or, you know, a taco is protein, carbs, and fats. All foods have different ratios, different composition of protein, carbs, and fats. So tracking macros is a sustainable plan because all foods can kind of fit into that umbrella of, okay, well, what are the macros and how does it fit into your day, right? If your mom orders pizza, great you can make that fit within your plan because it's just a certain amount of protein, carbs, and fats. If you go out to lunch with coworkers, you can choose a variety of things off the menu and make them fit with your plan because you just need to determine 
where are the proteins, carbs, and fats coming from? If you're on your period and want a freaking piece of chocolate, great. You can make that fit your plan. It's sustainable because you can do it forever, right? You you can always eat and pay attention to your macros. We all eat macros in in certain ways, regardless of whether we're paying attention to them or not. You know, it's not really this thing where it's like on or off. It's just a way of eating, paying attention to certain variables. You know, it's same thing with like, I would say a sustainable plan would be like managing portion sizes, getting vegetables on the plate, building a balanced plate. Like all of those types of things are sustainable plans, um, sustainable methods, sustainable styles of eating. Macros is just a way of like, you know, tracking the data to actually get the results. Um, And then what I would consider personally for the sake of this podcast to be an unsustainable plan would be something like um, intermittent fasting. So if you're intermittent fasting, I'm not eating until noon. What are you going to do about Mother's Day brunch at 10 (laughs) a.m.? You know, you're either going to skip it. So that's not very sustainable if you're skipping events in your life or you're off your plan. Um, Cutting out carbohydrates, keto, you know. I once saw a girl who was talking all about her keto diet on social media. I don't eat carbs, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what, guys? Guess what happened? Christmas came around (laughs) and cookies happened and she wasn't keto anymore. You know, like that isn't sustainable. You're either skipping out on life or you're off your plan. And I'm not talking about skipping out on life in the sense of like, you know, sometimes you have to say no. I'm talking about like literally there are things you cannot do in any form or fashion because the plan just doesn't allow or even like any form of meal plan, right? Octavia or just, you know, any meal plan at all. What happens if you go to a restaurant? What happens if you go to a wedding? That's not your meal plan. So great. You're just off the plan. It's as simple as that. Like see how that works. <laughs> see how, see what I mean in this case by like sustainable versus unsustainable. Um, now I want to point out something important. Most clients who come my way and I think who, you know, are looking for coaching in general or even looking at nutrition plans, many of them are seeking fat loss. So I think that this is something really, 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 really important to talk about when it comes to sustainability. And that is the fact that just because the method is sustainable doesn't mean that every phase of the process is is sustainable or meant to be sustainable, right? So so listen up. <laughs> you inevitably need to be in a calorie deficit to drop body fat. You know, that is a non-negotiable. A calorie deficit is a requirement of fat loss. But guess what? You cannot be in a calorie deficit forever. It's not meant to be sustainable. You know, a calorie deficit by nature shouldn't be sustained forever. Your body isn't isn't meant for that. Literally go listen to my last two episodes about reverse dieting if you want to hear more about that. But a calorie deficit is a temporary period where you do need to be a little bit more disciplined. You might have to say no to foods a little bit more. Um, You might have to manage portions a little bit better or track your food just a little bit more diligently. 
you're going to be eating a little bit less, right? You've got less calories in your calorie budget to work with. But regardless of that, the method, the method that you're using doesn't change. And that method should be able to be used through all phases, right? It will serve you through all seasons of life. So example, you know, I know how to track my macros, So I know how to manipulate my macros to achieve those different goals. And this is what I want for all of my clients as well. So, you know, what I mean by that is I track my macros, you know, I eat whatever, 2000 calories a day for the sake of this story, Um, track my macros, I eat 2000 calories a day. I want to lose body fat. Great. I cut that down to 1800 and I eat at 1800 maybe I have to cut that down even lower to 1700 at a certain point. Great. I'm losing body fat. That doesn't mean I stay there forever. That also doesn't mean my plan is unsustainable. It just means I'm in a calorie deficit and I adjusted my numbers, but I'm still using the same method or style of eating. And it's easy to manipulate based on my goals. I hope that makes sense. Um, This is also where the rigid plans go wrong. So you're eating this, so for instance, you're on Octavia or you're eating this low calorie meal plan, but you know, what happens when you do lose the weight? You never change it because you don't know how to adapt that plan or your plan just, it's not adaptable. It's like, here's this one thing that you can do. You know, you're a one trick pony and that's how you get into trouble. And I also see this with clients who do like challenges, you know? I'm going to do this eight-week fat loss challenge, this 12-week fat loss challenge. And maybe they even do it with a coach who assigns them like cut macros or like deficit macros or something like that. And they lose the weight and they finish the challenge and they're like, yay, I'm done. And then I talk to them months down the road and they're like, oh yeah, I'm still eating at those macros and nothing's happening. Or maybe I've even regained the weight. Okay. Um nobody taught you how to make that method sustainable, you know? So that that is kind of what I see happening when it comes to like the more rigid plans where it's like, this is the only thing you know how to do. Um, so now that we've talked about, you know, how a sustainable plan is more so a style or just a method of eating that you can kind of carry with you through these different seasons or phases, let's talk about one of the biggest misconceptions and really the idea that inspired me to make this podcast. And that is that a sustainable, flexible, it fits with your lifestyle type of plan is easy. It's not, okay? This could not be further from the truth. Sustainable, balanced, flexible, not restrictive, you know, these are all terms that we as coaches use to appeal to clients and try to convey, I don't want to make it out to be a negative thing. I use these terms and like, you know, it's, it's not a negative thing. We are trying to convey the lifestyle and the opportunity that like we want you to achieve. You know, as a coach, I want you to get to a place where you do understand and you have these skills and you're able to be flexible with your approach and and reach your physique goals. So it's not meant to be like a, a trick, you know, it's not meant to be trickery or like make it seem super easy. Um, 
But this whole idea that it's like, oh, you're going to be able to eat the foods you love and you're still going to lose weight. It's going to be great. Like, yay, this is awesome. And that's not wrong. Like, it's true. Like I just said, that is what we want for everyone. But, you know, what happens is then the client assumes that this process is going to be just like a walk in the park. And, you know, me or whoever as a coach is going to wave their magic health coach wand, their little magic wand, and make it possible to eat whatever the hell you want or do whatever the hell you're doing right now and somehow get completely different results <laughs> because it's suppo- it's supposed to be flexible. It's supposed to fit with my lifestyle. So like, I don't want to change anything about my lifestyle. Um, and the reality is that a sustainable plan, frankly, is much harder because it requires you to learn something. It requires you to like use your noodle and figure shit out where a rigid plan really doesn't. So what I mean by that is like eating is a skill. Grocery shopping, a skill. Cooking, a skill. Tracking your food, a skill. Building balanced meals, a skill. Okay. Those are all skills. Just like you learn how to play the piano or play soccer or, you know, braid your hair. It's a skill. You have to practice. You have to learn. Um, You have to put in effort. Same thing here. If you want a cookie, you need to figure out how to make that work within your day. You need to learn. Hmm, how many calories are in a cookie? Are what's a cookie made of? Carbs and fats? What other foods in my day are made of carbs and fats? You know, you need to figure out how to make that fit and work within your day. If you want tacos, you need to figure out, okay, how do I make that balanced? How do I use serving sizes in my tacos that are going to fit my macros that are going to help me reach my goal? It takes thought and thinking, okay? You did not come out of the womb knowing what foods are made up of what macros and what calories. Neither did I. And lots of clients get very, very frustrated with this. Like, what the heck? This is supposed to be sustainable. I'm supposed to be able to be flexible. And like, yeah, you are. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to work or think. That flexibility, fitting in those foods that you love, that all requires thought and intention and pre-planning. Like, it requires work. It is a skill. I was just talking with a client today who was like, I just feel like I stink at this. And I'm like, no, you don't stink at this. You just, you just started. (laughs) You just don't know how to do it yet. And you're still learning how to do it. And you will, as long as you don't quit. Um, I don't know why with, you know, so many other things in our lives, we feel like, oh, I need to actually practice to get good at this. You know, we have to study to get an A on a test. We have to practice our sport to get good at it. But with nutrition and with working out, it's just like, I can't do it. And that's that. Like, no, this is no different. So all of these skills will truly, like, they will serve you endlessly once you figure it out. But you need to be okay with the fact that it's going to take time and it's going to take effort, just like you would learn anything else in your life. Um, So obviously... This is way more challenging than a rigid plan, right? Anybody can look at a meal plan and say like, okay, I need to eat half a cup of egg whites and berries for breakfast and I need to eat four ounces of chicken and lettuce for lunch and I need to eat four ounces of ground beef and half a baked potato for dinner. 
And you just do that until, you know, until what? (laughs) Until you can't do it anymore, until you're sick of it, until something happens or you go out to dinner. Like it takes absolutely no skill at all to follow a meal plan or to intermittent fast. You know, you just do it. It, that's it. You know, it's restrictive and it's rigid, but it's easy. And if you're going to stick to it, then that's that. But something I can tell you from working with, you know, hundreds of clients is that never, ever, not one single time does this actually last because never will you eat the exact same meal plan for the rest of your life. You know, you're, you're, always going to stop eventually. So you kind of either have to make the decision, you know, I'm going to either choose to learn or I'm going to suffer forever. And I'm always going to be on this roller coaster. You know, there's no real quick fix or, you know, I guess your other option is you pay someone for a meal plan for the rest of your life and you just never stray from it. Like, I, I, I don't know. That's your option, I suppose. Um, Really, the whole point of this podcast, I guess, is sort of grim. I don't even want to like use that word to describe it, but like kind of, because I'm basically just saying like, hey, you're receiving this messaging that this sustainable, flexible option is out there. Woohoo, this is great. You can do it without cutting your favorite foods, but like, guess what? That option is actually harder. So you can either take the time to do it or you can take the super easy route and just follow a rigid plan until you quit and lose all your results. Like, cheers. (laughs) So those are kind of your options, you know? And I think that actually brings me to like one final little point that eh, might be like semi off topic, but I really want to talk about it because it's just been on my mind lately. And that is the idea that I think so many people are hiding. They're hiding behind these rigid and unsustainable unsustainable diet plans. Like you're actually using it as an excuse or a scapegoat, I guess, for why you can't be successful. And you're scared to actually try something sustainable because if you fail, then you personally actually feel like a failure rather than having this excuse of being like, well, my plan sucked. It was horrible. Like it totally screwed me over. And like, of course I failed. It didn't fit my lifestyle. You know, I think sometimes people would rather like suffer and complain and keep trying these things that deep down they know won't work because then you won't have to take responsibility or feel bad about the failure. You just have something to blame. So I know that's kind of harsh, but I really do feel that way. Like some people just, and if this is you, you know, some people just don't want to put in the work and don't want to take responsibility and want to keep blaming the crappy diets for why they're failing rather than actually be like, oh, that plan could have worked. I just, I didn't want to put in the work to like make it happen. And that's kind of a crappy feeling, you know? Um, so if that's you, you know, hi, (laughs) I'm calling you out, you know, in your head right now, if you're listening to this, you know that another rigid diet won't work. You know, you're searching for this magic pill. You know, you know, it's never worked in the past. You know, it won't work this time. Nothing is magical about it unless you're planning on, you know, following this meal plan for the rest of your life. The end point of the results will come 
with the endpoint of that diet. It's inevitable. So this is your sign to do the work. It will not be easy, but it will be worth it. You are never, ever, ever going to be fully excellent at everything, especially the minute that you start, but you will learn as you go. And if you don't start, you will never get there at all. So commit to the process and that sustainable plan will genuinely change your life. I promise because I've been there. Like I've been in the situation where every single week it was the same thing. It was, okay, I'm just going to eat chicken and salads and or I'm not going to eat any carbs, or I'm going to totally cut out sweets, or this fitness influencer posted this, you know, free meal plan that's 1200 calories and I'm going to stick to it. Perfect. But like eventually I'm always falling off that. And I needed to just learn things. I needed to learn how to eat. I needed to learn what I was eating already. You know, what was my diet actually made out of? What did I need to change? What did I need to shift? How many calories was I eating? Be honest with myself. Build that awareness. And like you do too, because genuinely, um, that is the only thing that's going to change your life. The only method that is sustainable is education. The only method that is sustainable is genuine knowledge and knowing what the hell you're doing. So that's my message for you today. I hope this was helpful. I hope this was a call out for some of you and just a new perspective on what a sustainable, flexible diet actually entails and like what you can look forward to. And I hope this didn't scare you. I hope this almost excited you a little bit because, you know, you do have a lot of, a lot ahead of you and a really good lifestyle and relationship with food when you do build that knowledge and build those skills. So if this is you, if this resonated with you, shoot me a DM, share it on your social media, send it to a friend, give me a rating or review. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you being here and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Get Your Health Together podcast. I hope you enjoyed it along with some steps and sun. If you love the episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or tag me on Instagram. And if you have a question, never hesitate to shoot me a DM. See you next time.